Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, what are you looking at? I was looking up the standings, dude. Yeah. To see who the best team in the NHL is right now, dude. Preds. And I can tell you the best team in the NHL is the Detroit Red Wings. No, no it's not. Uh, they finally won a game. Wee! Yay! Yay. Did Florida win? Uh, Florida also finally won. That Hooray! Was a little, uh, surprising. Uh, the best team in the NHL by points is the Nashville Predators. Yep. True that. Seven and one, dude. And we get to face them next. Yay. Yay. Actually, I'm quite excited about that. Um, it should be a good game. Yeah, it should be a good game. Uh, Sharks had a big road trip. Uh, they've had uh, a couple of home games. And dude, you know, it's been a, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. But I think I'm not too surprised by how the team has played. I think we knew that they might struggle in some ways yeah out of the gate and actually i think there's been a lot more positive than negative because some of the things that have been disappointing are not gonna last i don't think right right it, the defense as a core didn't score a goal until last night nobody right. really expected that right you know with right two of the the two best offensive defensemen in the league are both on the sharks and nobody has scored a goal yeah uh and so, Burns basically scored from like a right forward position. Yeah. Too. I mean, he was basically right on top of the net. <laughs> he just basically skated along the goal line right. and then went in front. Right. But which, you know, that that's not going to hold. Like, there's no way that's what this is for the year. Right. And the power play hasn't looked good until a couple night, you know, a couple games ago. Right. Things like that. You know, it's like some growing pains. You got to sort of figure out what's going on. The Sharks are definitely uh playing a different kind of style you got new guys to get into the lineup a lot of new lines we'll talk about all that today um but yeah certainly the last two games although against not very good teams have given us a lot of things to be happy about right especially well, after some really bad games like you sure know, the other loss to the islanders i would say the sharks haven't actually played a good team yet like i think uh anaheim's uh, first in the pacific dude. dude that's a bunch of bull dude, i mean it's true I, but i still don't understand it well they they've got a bunch of young kids that are playing a lot of minutes and they're playing over their heads i yeah. mean so that's not gonna hold there's that will not hold they're playing well right now not taking anything away from them but i guess i kind of am you by are saying i was just it's gonna not gonna that. hold dude you're dude, taking that, everything well, away from th- It's true. They are playing well. They are not the best team in the Pacific. I, I, we'll look back on this and go, okay, they're a wild card team, maybe. Like, they're just not that good. Yeah. But um, you've got you know, the Sharks playing the Flyers, which is probably the best team that they played, and they beat them. So right. uh, I think I was most concerned in the first couple games about how bad Martin Jones looked. He yeah. looked bad. He... Um, was a big reason why they lost a couple of those games because yeah. he couldn't make a routine save. You right. know, he was letting in soft goals. He wasn't making a big save. And I thought he's played really well, especially in the last two games against uh, Buffalo and New York. 
thought he played really well. I thought he made some big saves, and that was all real encouraging stuff. Uh, what else stands out to you, dude? I think there are a couple other things that stand out as real positives to me. Uh, Joe Thornton not being in the lineup. Oh, Ooh, well, no. that's not a positive. I'm just but, kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. Yeah, dude, that's uh, definitely on the uh, needs to improve list. <laughs> and I know... Um, I mean, we had the same conversation nine months ago. Right. At the top of the year when Joe Thornton was out and we said to our to ourselves and to each other, is this team better without Joe Thornton in the lineup? Well, um, we saw when the team traded for Evander Kane, how well they played when they added Kane mm -hmm. and didn't have Joe. They played well. I'm not saying Joe's not good. And I'm not saying he... I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. I, what the I really is. don't yeah. because I don't think he's a reason. His absence is a reason why they haven't looked as good. There have been other reasons. Yeah. And um, I certainly want him to come back, and I I hope that when he comes back, that he'll add to the good times that are happening. But does having him out there slow down the game? I think so. So. The Sharks have been playing pretty fast. I thought they played really fast against the Islanders. Mm -hmm. um, I liked that. I liked how they scored their goals all from real dirty, in tight, in tight areas. It wasn't. Uh, it was workmanlike, right? Mm -hmm. Like they were getting shots and scoring off of rebounds and going to the difficult places. And uh, the Islanders really tried to. Speaking of the Ducks, try to pull the old Anaheim Ducks trick on them, and it did not work. The team toughness of the Sharks was on full display right. on Saturday night, and they didn't stand for it. And I loved when Evander Kane came out of the box. It was basically like, let's do this thing. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? And his, his swagger yeah. is contagious. It really is. And I think that the team has kind of adopted a little bit of that confidence that he just has out there yeah yeah um you know he 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 wants it he would love to have a little physical contact mm -hmm. i think it makes mm -hmm. him play better and i don't know what your interpretation of that scrap was but it looked like as soon as they sort of dropped and lee agreed to go which i got to give him credit he's maybe the best <laughs> player on the islanders right now that Tavares is gone and he agreed to go with kane and i feel like kane threw a couple and lee said i want no part of this well i and sort of fell to the ground and pulled him down. For both of them, I think it's more that was more for show. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I think Kane was legitimately irritated. Yeah, but sure. He wasn't going to beat the crap out of Anders Lee. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, that's just <laughs> right. not that's not a fair fight. But there was a lot of BS at the end of the game, sure. you know, with things that were going on. But I love Burns just basically laying on top of, <laughs> right. you know. Sezikis <laughs> uh, or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, and um, Donskoy getting in there, Goudreau getting in there. Yeah. Um, it was all good stuff. I think that the, the team played their best game, I think, on Saturday night. And I'm hoping that they can build on it. And they played as a team. The Buffalo game was pretty good, though. The Buffalo game was pretty good, but I didn't think that they were as challenged in this game, whereas yeah. the game against the Islanders was a little bit closer than 4-1. I think like it was a little bit of a better game. Um, but the Sharks just, they showed up, and that's been the knock on this team for years, you know, mm -hmm. ever since Owen Nolan left, really, in the Todd Harvey right. era, right? <laughs> where... You know, the Sharks have been kind of soft mm -hmm. and it doesn't 
seem like that's the personality of this team, which I like. Right. I like that. Right. Because that's where people are going to go right after them. Right? And it's good to see them, you know, with all the talk of them having great defensemen and stuff, it's good to see them stuff some of the, honestly, some of the best the league has to offer. Sure. I mean, this kid, Matthew Barzell, might be a top five player yeah, in he's the NHL a, he's, he's right now. He's really, really good. Yeah. And they... They shut him down. Yeah. You know, they did a nice job of shutting him down. He had a couple possessions where you're like, uh-oh, yeah. scary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the first one especially. Yeah. I mean, almost in the first 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. He scored, and, and he's a very skilled player. Um, the Islanders, this is a bit of a tangent, but I don't think they're as lost as uh, I initially thought, you know, in, in the offseason when they lost Tavares. Like, maybe uh, they're a... Uh, a a deal or free agent signing away from being a little bit more competitive quicker. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if, if they got involved with trying to get a, a Matt Duchesne or something like that. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. if they can make a trade, some assets who maybe aren't ready to play yet and land a Matt Duchesne from Ottawa, um, that maybe that is a piece that you put in there with, Barzal and <clears throat> Eberle and mm -hmm. some of these other younger skill players that they have because they've still got Nick Letty and Johnny Boychuk who are two pretty dynamic. They're pretty good. Uh, offensive defensemen. Um, they might not be that bad. Might not be that bad. Right. And with Barry Trotz, maybe he can get them all going sure. in the right direction. Well, I don't think that the ownership brought in Lamorello and Trotz to lose for five years. Right. You know what I mean, I think right. that they're going to try and figure out what the right formula is. And I don't think all is totally lost for the Islanders, dude. I, can I tell you some, something that I think is the biggest highlight of the year so far? I already have a very clear picture of what I think the biggest highlight of the year is. Timo Meyer. Really? That's Timo your biggest... Meyer. Yes. That's funny. Timo Meyer. I think well, he's got, you know, he, he's contributing yes. all over the place. Right. He's, he's a, he's a real pain in the ass yes. to play against. Yes. Kind of yes. reminds me of, you know, like, uh, um, how much I hated Tomas Holmstrom. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. not a dirty player, no, but just annoying, <laughs> just really annoying. And you just didn't like, like, and you're great. He's great when he's on your team, mm -hmm. but he, I really love the goal he scored on Saturday. I think he's got a lot of really good things going on right now. And to see him and LeBanc be really good contributors mm -hmm. in the first few games of the year, I think is a real positive. Um, and I like Auntie Suomela too. I mean, I think that he's... That's, my highlight is that line right now. For Don me, Skoy. the Donskoy Suomelo, yeah. uh, not Carlson, but Sorensen uh, line, yeah. is, and the thing is, none of those guys are at the top of the score sheet for the Sharks right now. None of those guys are the Sharks' best players, yet that might be the Sharks' best line right now. Right, and that's exciting when you see where they are and, and what's what's happening. If you Suomela should have scored last game. <laughs> right. You're so close. You're right. really mad yeah. about it. Yeah. And if you can have a line like that, yeah. like those are the teams that are winning cups that have a line where it's not their best players, but the line is so difficult because they yeah. all just know how to play well together. Yeah. They're really, right? really good. They've that, really surprised me. Um, That's exciting, exciting stuff. So for sure, that's a positive uh, the play the of Couture and Evander Kane is a positive. Right. And, and Hurdle is playing amazing. Hurdle's playing well. And if you look at, you know, we're talking about this team like they're undefeated. Yeah. But, <laughs> they're, um, they're 500. But when you consider <laughs> that Eric Carlson really isn't playing very well, like, and it's not like he's been bad. No, no. Just he hasn't been him. He hasn't found his 
spot yet. But when he does, yeah, right. And it will happen. Oh yeah. Like I this mean, is going to be pretty cool. Like I mean there's going to be a lot of great stuff going on. Burns has been been good. He's on the plus side of the plus minus, mm-hmm. you know. Um when when Carlson figures this out, the Sharks will be the team that I think we really expect them to be. And and one of the things that we saw uh I don't know if we saw it necessarily in the Buffalo game, but we certainly saw it in the Islanders game is they did not put Burns and Carlson on the same power play team. Right. And I think that was a good move. And I think Couture may have mentioned that in a mm-hmm. in a post game or pregame thing and said, basically those guys are at the top in the middle. They're, right. they're not necessarily on one point or the other point. They sort of curve around like an umbrella on the top. And you want to give both of those players that opportunity to be on the power play, to, to right. shift from right to left, left to right, yeah. skate around. And you don't want to crowd the other guy. And so if you put them on different units... Maybe they both they can both serve that role. It's a good point, and the Sharks are so deep right now that their second power play, you know, is featuring, you know, Hurdle right. and you know, Kane, and like it's not like that second group that used to go out there and be like, uh, what a wasted forty seconds. Yeah, like right. If you have Hurdle and Kane and Carlson on the second, second unit, <laughs> right? That's nuts. And Donskoy, and even you put Suamela out there. Good luck. Yeah. Right, because yeah, the, the yeah. top unit they've got LeBanc out there. Mm-hmm. It it will make them so dangerous that you can't you don't get a break. You don't get a break. I'm gonna look something up on LeBanc because I'm a little. I gotta I gotta be honest with you. I'm a little down on LeBanc right now. I just it doesn't seem it seems like he takes a million shots and he's never gonna score. I don't know if that's just me noticing what's going on right now. I'm just trying to understand what his shooting percentage is. I'm trying to find it. I can't find it right now. This is a bad segue. But it seems like he's he's got scoring chances, but he's not putting them in the net. And I contrast that with somebody like Evander Kane, and it seems like every time he gets a quality scoring chance, he puts it in the net, or he puts it in the net half the time. And it seems like LeBanc has had many high-quality scoring chances, and none of them have gone in. I don't I don't like that. And And maybe it's just a small statistical blip, but... I don't know. It sort of reminds me of some some sharks of old, and you say, "Oh, these guys should score," and then they never do. And I, that's the one thing that scares me a little bit about LeBanc. I like that he's in the right spot. I don't like the fact that he can't actually finish. That doesn't that doesn't make me happy. He's got a four point eight percent shooting percentage, which is really, really pretty bad. Yeah, dude. It, um, it's it's eight games, you know. I know. And I think that the thing that I find encouraging about him is, despite the fact that he is known for being a sniper, right? 7.1 last year. Not great last year. That even though he's not putting the puck in the net, he still has six points. Yeah. Like he's involved. He's involved in a lot of the good things that are happening, creating offense. And while he's not scoring, he's still involved in a lot of these positive plays. So I think there's only up for him. Like I think that he's... he's he's going to find the back of the net when you have all these other skill players around you, it's going to happen. And if he ends up, you know, shifting his style into being more of a creative playmaker, then okay. Like if he has 40 or 50 points and you know, 35 of them are assists, it won't matter. Like, I mean, like maybe he doesn't have to be the finisher anymore, but I know what you're saying. Like, you know, that's not ideal for what you'd want from, any sharks forward if he had one point 
then I'd be concerned. Right. He's got six. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I mean, you know, the the dude's on pace for dude, he's on pace for like sixty points. Give him a break. <laughs> Give him a break, dude. <laughs> I, I will. Gosh. You better start scoring though. Dude, do you have an opinion on Rourke Chartier who is now uh played six games on the fourth line? Yeah. Um I haven't noticed him do anything bad. I think that he right. Uh, notice him the most maybe on the four check. Like, I mean, like, I feel mm-hmm. like he's a pretty aggressive uh, four checker and is trying to cause disruption. I don't, I don't think that of the guys who are playing right now, he probably has the least amount of skill like mm-hmm. to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a guy who's played six games in the NHL, I don't think he's been bad. I don't think he's been great, but I don't think he needs to be great. He just needs to be holding down the fort for 10 minutes. Right, and he's playing the fast, high-pressure yeah. style that DeBoer wants him to play. I think so. he's been fine, dude. I mean, like yeah. he, he's been fine. He's he's not... He he won't be as good... Well, at least right now, he's not as good as it would have been if we still had Eric Fair. Like, yeah. I think that would be better, but um, I don't think he's been bad. Yeah, but I, I think he's the... I'm trying to think of who was the center on the fourth line when, was, when Jumbo was in, because it seems like he's played it, two games. It wasn't... I, was, I don't think... Uh, Chartier didn't play. Right. Like, he, he's the guy who's taken over that spot. So I think the center on the fourth line then was Barkley Goodrow. Maybe. I think yeah. he centered those first two games. Or Carlson. I don't know. Melker Carlson. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, hard, hard one to of know. the two of them. I and mean, Melker Carlson has been also... Fine. I mean, but yeah. not, but, but he, his role has changed significantly. Like he's not being asked to, you know, like when he was initially playing on the top line, when mm-hmm. he came here four years ago, now he is playing fourth line minutes. But um, like you said, DeBoer wants high pressure disruption. And those guys seem to be providing that um, in Goudreau, Chartier and Carlson. They've been doing what they're asked to do. Yeah. So, and it's good to see a good result out of this team. I think Kurz wrote an article saying, you know, things like advanced stats. The, the Sharks have outchanced and outshot their opponents in every game this season. Right. I mean, that's a that's a winning formula. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if, you, if you get more chances and more shots every single game, you're going to win a lot of games. That's usually how this works. And I, I mean, you know, we're we're assigning blame to Martin Jones, I think, for some yeah. of these early losses. And certainly, uh, the Ducks game was really sort he of he was a, really not that, good in that, that game. A, that was a killer. One of those one of those uh, goals was particularly soft, and it seemed like the the team just wilted a little bit, and right. they couldn't come back at that point. And you think of you know he's allowed two goals in the last two games, and even with that. His save percentage is nine oh seven. Yeah. So that's how bad it was. He was in the like the low eight hundreds before that yeah. game. Yeah. So uh Martin Jones is a good goal te- a good goalie. Mm-hmm. So um he's not gonna be the Anaheim player. He's gonna be more like the guy that we saw. But I think it's also good to st- I mean uh, one of the best moves of the last year is them finding a way to convince Aaron Dell not to go to market yeah. and see what was out there. Although it probably was a good move for him because the goalie market was sort of wah wah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, that they kept him around because he's good enough that when you put him in there and then he won his first game, yeah. and then they, they say, you know what? We're going to play you again. Right. And then Martin Jones is feeling the pressure a little bit. He's right. got to, you know, he's got to deliver. And uh, Dell uh, played well in both those first games. And Jones certainly, I don't think, was the reason why uh, the Sharks lost 
in Jersey. That was a tough game anyways. Um, getaway game. Yeah. And early, it was like 10 a.m. or something. Right. But. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't know. You know, obviously, we, we don't hear much from Jones and there's not much written about him. But maybe if he feels uh, Dell breathing down his neck a little bit. That might that sort of pushed him into gear, I think. Right. Um, you know, and like you said, Dell had good outings. I don't you know, the New York game, they just ate it in the third period, gave up the tying goal like with two or three minutes left and then yeah. ate it in overtime. I mean yeah. that's just a really disappointing result, especially on a team that is probably not gonna be anywhere close to the playoffs. No, they're not good. They're they're bad. They're the, already the worst team in the metro, which we kind of already predicted. So that's just you know, that's just a they just kinda real disappointment there but you know these things happen it's okay but um you know none of that was Dell's fault I don't think so uh switching off the sharks yeah I mean, what do you make of the Toronto Maple Leafs doing this well and doing it without Nylander so um, what do you do if you're the Leafs do you try and bring him back or do you turn around and ship him out for what you desperately need in order to actually win the cup which is a top two defenseman. I think you have to have both of those conversations. Certainly you want, you never can be, it's impossible to be the, uh, you know, the odds on favorite to win the cup this early, right? You're never going to have a 50% chance of winning the cup ever as a team. So all you can do is just stockpile, stockpile. If they can get Nylander at a reasonable salary, clearly that's the sticking point, right? They got all these young players. They want to pay them all. They're going to have a huge salary cap problem soon. They're paying Tavares a billion dollars. Um, you know, this is, this is the issue. So if, if Kyle Dubas can make it happen and sign Nylander, great. If not, yeah, let's, let's go get a, what do they need? Righty or lefty? I can't remember which, but you know, go get a guy that can, you know, shore up the blue line a little bit. I don't know. Their, their differential is not outstanding. They're only a right. four game differential. Well, that's right going to be so. the pro- that's the problem. They've given up thirty goals. I mean, yeah. that's the second most in the Atlantic. And, right. and and we're taking Detroit into account. And Detroit sucks. Yeah, Detroit. They're bad. terrible, and mm-hmm. they've given up thirty six. And Toronto has given up thirty. Right. I mean, that of of the pl- teams that are playing well, that is by far the most. And Tampa has given up eighteen. But but keep in mind, Toronto's got two games in. Hand, or uh, Tampa's got two games in hand, so they don't don't necessarily are should be on top. I mean, they're, they're on top by points, but Tampa Bay's played two fewer games. I, you know, this is sort of this is sorting out the the way I think we would expect it. It's it's surprising the way Florida's that Florida's so bad, but well, I I don't I don't think that's going to hold either. Yeah. I mean, you know, they they'll uh, they'll find a way, and I I also. I think they've had a pretty tough schedule, actually, mm-hmm. um, from the games they've had to play. You know, you look at some of the teams that are playing well and who they got their wins against. You know, like Carolina started off, you know, as world beaters, and now they've come storming back down to earth. You yeah, know, like yeah. they're they're not as good as you look at their record and go, oh, they got nine points, four, three, and one. That should not be that hard of a game when the Sharks go to Carolina. They're mm-hmm. not that good. And if you look at goal differential in the Pacific, it's it's you know San Jose's got a better goal differential than Toronto does, and they're right. in, they're in fourth place in the Pacific Division. Anaheim has a worse goal differential than the Sharks, and they're number one in the division. So this is a it's a sort of a topsy turvy world. But this is the kind of things you see early in the season. You know, sure. things are going to shake out. Um, you know, Calgary's scored a lot. How of about goals. the L.A. Kings already having a players only meeting? Yeah, like they are. Yeah. 
Uh, Minus 13. That's terrible. They are not playing well at all. That's I mean, the I think second worst differential in the entire NHL. They've got to be the disappointment of the NHL so far. Yeah, the, they're only eight games. I know, but so far, like, yeah. like that's, the, that's the biggest surprise, I think, is mm-hmm. that they've been, you know, that... They've been that uh, messed up yeah. that they have to have a, a players-only meeting after game eight. <laughs> I know. Oh, yikes, dude. Yeah. Kovalchuk curse? Could be. Yeah. I hope so. Oh, I'm going back to Russia. You can keep your money. <laughs> <laughs> dude, any other news? I do have a podcast-related news item, but uh, I don't know if we want to cover anything else about the league or the Sharks here. I don't think so, dude. Okay, dude. Uh, I wanted to do since we're back in the swing of things in the season. I wanted to have another uh, another drive to get uh, customer reviews or podcast reviews yeah. on iTunes. Yeah, um, it's too bad that I can't see it here. I'd have to like pull up an iTunes, but I just I happen to look. I look at like maybe once or twice a year <laughs> if we have any ratings on iTunes. And the last one is like. Typical crappy podcast from California. They don't know anything about hockey. Oh, someone wrote that? Yeah. Oh, great. ouch. It was really good. <laughs> uh, to which I'd say tough but fair. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, if people would like to uh, leave us some reviews on iTunes, I wouldn't necessarily be against it. We've had really good reviews up till now, obviously. Uh, that one, <laughs> that one that guy, one. except for that one guy. It's cruelty. Yeah, it was good though. Uh, a little bracing, you know? Like I like a, it. It's like no. a cold shower hey, in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody needs to come back down to earth. That's right. That's, That's right. right. You know, we don't want to get too far <laughs> ahead of ourselves. Oh, so we're the best podcast ever. I know. So, but I know, I noticed that we don't really have any uh, recent podcast. Well, we can fix that. Yes. So hopefully we can get some people. I'll write one right now. Okay. Actually, I wrote the one that said that we weren't very good. Oh, that was you? Yeah. Uh, that's pretty funny though. Glad you did that. Um, yeah, so you know we got um, we got some really nice people have written really nice things uh, recently, so I I can't uh, complain. But it would be nice if we got a couple more because that does help our uh, rankings and all yeah. this other kind of nonsense. But um, I would appreciate. It. I'm trying to find the bad one, dude. I'm sorry that I'm kind of stalling here, but uh, I do want to find the bad one because a lot of them are are quite old. This podcast is dream. That's one of my favorite ones. It's <laughs> a good one. I like that one a lot. Um, I wish they sorted them by. Uh, by uh, relevance and recency, but they don't. Blah, just two more morons that don't understand the sport at all. Typical clueless Californians. Wow. When was that written? Uh, just a couple uh, couple weeks ago. <laughs> nice. That's the they most recent They must have heard one. the draft. They probably heard the draft episode. <laughs> yeah. Mike took Philly. What an idiot. Blah, that's why. I had so many of my friends saying... I had a few people say, you know, that, that draft was super entertaining, mostly because you're an idiot and forgot to take <laughs> Toronto. And I said, that's what I do for the show. This is that's what right. I do. That's right. This is Thank how this you. Works. It only costs you a few hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> if they're, they're probably going to win the whole thing now, aren't they? Probably. Anyway. No. Well, dude, what do we... Okay, let's let's look at the road trip coming up. Well, we got up Nashville, here. we got Carolina, and then back to the Ducks. So it, it's... It's weird. It's short and it jumps a bunch of time zones. I, I don't think it's a, a fantastic trip. The game on tomorrow night in Nashville, I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be on national TV. Okay. I think the Sharks are going to be amped. The Preds are going to be amped. I think that's that's a good early test uh, to see where the Sharks are against yeah. one of the league's best. Excited to watch that. Um, going to Carolina. Carolina is not as good as their record appears. Um, 
also a little concerned that, you know, if the Sharks do win the Preds game, that they might overlook Carolina. They have got like three days in between that game. They mm-hmm. could just have a lot of barbecue and uh, right. and and <laughs> not totally be ready for that. And then coming back on a Sunday night to play the Ducks, um, I think that could also be a little bit trap city there, uh, just jumping around time zones and being so close to home right with a nice long homestand coming up but uh big game tomorrow yeah big game this is going to be a real test uh for the sharks here tomorrow night so make sure to tune in and watch it and we'll be talking about that uh in depth i'm sure on the next show yeah thanks for tuning in and make sure to send us a review on uh, apple Podcasts. yeah even if it's bad show want to get your questions on the air email questions at dudesonhockey.com dudes on hockey is not affiliated with the san jose sharks organization or the national hockey league